Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, good to be with you tonight. May 2nd, 2021, you are listening to a live broadcast tonight, and later on you can hear this as a podcast, I I would suppose, if we ever get around to uploading them or downloading them or sideloading them or what do we do. We've got people texting me. Uh, Good to hear from all of you that are listening. You can be part of this program, 701-290-7862. Am I coming in loud and clear let me know where you're texting from, too, because this is a local AM radio station here in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's where Pastor Bob lives, and we pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church uh, over on Elks Drive, right on the interstate. And we have uh, two daughter work churches that are in Bowman and Beach. And in our Bowman Church, I heard rumors that someone was baptized in Jesus' name today. That's exciting. In fact, I've got uh, reports just kind of coming in here from just different places. Uh, in our Great Falls Church, uh, Brother Griffith uh, texted me and said, I think he said, one received the baptism of the Holy Ghost there today. And uh, that's exciting. We had, uh, talking to our pastor in our Bismarck Church, Pastor Mike Chuppie, 
I believe he said just in the last few weeks or months, they've got five new families coming to church. Today, I think he said, he's going to have to verify this, but I think he said they had two receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and and um, one baptized in Jesus' name. He can straighten me out on this. He told me earlier, and I didn't write it down. Um, so we're seeing revival around us. We're seeing it happen in our in this area, North Dakota, Montana, and we're excited about it. And you can be part of it. If you've never heard the Acts 238 message, we, of course, are Pentecostal people. We're Christian people. We believe that the church never did change its plan of salvation message. Uh, Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost when asked what people needed to do to be saved. He answered them directly. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we still preach that and believe that. We believe the baptism of the Holy Ghost is still being poured out today, just like it was on the day of Pentecost. We still baptize by immersion, calling the name of Jesus, and that is an, a direct you know, direct obedience to Matthew twenty eight nineteen, where Jesus said, Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And the apostles understood that to be Jesus, and that's how we... Uh, that's how we do it today. We've got famous preachers listening to me tonight, which puts a little pressure on me. Brother Jones from Minneapolis is listening tonight. He's going to be preaching in Dickinson in a couple of weeks. I think, is that two weeks from today, Brother Jones will be here? And I think if we can twist his arm, two weeks from tonight, Brother Jones will be doing the radio program. So I think he's listening, so that's definitely an invitation to him. We've got the evangelist Bill Farron listening tonight. We may play some of his music in a little bit, which is excellent stuff. You need to get another CD made so I don't just wear this one out. Let's see. We've got the Lees listening tonight. We've got, uh, as I mentioned, Brother Griffith listening. We've got the Sister Bretts is listening up in Kildare. Tim listening in North Carolina. Uh, Stacy listening tonight in Minot. I had uh, Her son came to our church here a while back, but I haven't seen him uh, seen him for a while. The uh, Yes, Marin did get baptized today. That's exciting. Um, what does Brother Farron mean by listening basement? Are you in a basement hiding somewhere, or what do you mean listening basement? Did they kick you out of the upstairs of your house and you had to move into the basement? I'm not sure what Brother Farron means by that. This program tonight is going to be a little hard-hitting, so if you are if you um, if you don't like uh, tell-it-like-it-is style types things, oh, hey, the Vallejos are listening. I pray for you guys and your boys every day still. That's the problem with moving to Dickinson. I never forget you. So um, good to have them. We've got Zach and Leah listening in Fargo. And I, I like it when you guys tell me. Of course, I know you guys, but tell me where, where you're at, where you're listening. Brother Joe listening in Texarkana, Arkansas. we got Nathaniel listening in Park River, North Dakota, and he's a... 12-year-old young man already, so he's an old guy. Yeah, um, so yeah, keep those texts coming, 701-290-7862. If you do text questions or scriptures, uh, text the whole scripture to me, because just the way it works here, I've got my Bible here, but I'm being it's live radio, I don't have time to, to dig out every scripture and look them up. So if you have things to support what I'm saying, great. I do feel like there might be some kickback on this program tonight, uh, because here again, this... We're reaching out. This isn't just for Pentecostals, but we're reaching out for everybody. And I want to talk about something that uh, that was brought to my attention about a week ago. And um, let me read a scripture first. Matthew twenty-five, verse twenty-five. This is the story of the of the men that were given talents or money in the scripture. Jesus was telling a parable. One man was given five talents. One man was given two talents. And one man was given one talent. And um, the man that was given one talent didn't invest it. And here's what he said when he was confronted about that. He said, I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. So the man that was given the one talent, rather than working with and doing something with it, by fear was motivated. Now, here's what I want to talk about tonight. And and you, uh, this is going to be somewhat hard-hitting and... um, especially to you that have been fearful of this COVID virus and things. I, I'm going to talk to you pretty straight tonight about something. But um, I was on I last weekend. The reason I wasn't here on the radio, did my son Ben do okay? Did he do all right? I, I think I heard a little bit of it. We got to hear some of it. But 
I took 13 of my grandchildren to Branson, Missouri, and we went to, uh, you know, the Silver Dollar City, and, and Branson's really a fun family place, and we had planned this for a long time. Um, and so 13 of my older grand single grandchildren, my wife and I went to Branson, Missouri, and we rented a, a little condo there and stayed together and went to the Silver Dollar City and went to that Jesus Plate there at the Sight and Sound, and we um, visited two really great churches there, and one in, in Springfield and one in Arkansas, and uh, just had a great time. Did a lot of driving. I think I clocked about 46 hours of driving total in that five-day day, so there's a lot of driving. Um, and one, when I was running back and forth to Silver Dollar City, which is an amusement park, I was, you know, I was picking up the lunches and running back and forth. I was on the shuttle train quite a bit of the time, and I sat next to a man on the shuttle train, and we were visiting, and we were talking about, you know, the masks and how, you know, on the shuttle train you had to wear a mask, and of course it's private property, so I, I was willing to do that. And he told me, he said, what we fear controls our actions. That's what he told me. He said, you can tell what people fear because of by, of what controls them. And I thought that was pretty profound, and he told me another thing that I'll tell you here later in the broadcast, something else he told me that tied this all together for my program. But the COVID-19 scare that's been going on over a year now proves that what we fear controls our actions. You know, I just it was just brought to my attention again, one of my relatives, and I, you know, I'll keep some of these things vague, but he... Uh, when he went to visit his dying 94-year-old father, they made him gown up, mask up. He said he had to stand in the doorway and talk to his father from across the room. This is what he told me. And um, his father was dying. He couldn't be there by his father's side. Couldn't hold his hand. And I thought, his 94-year-old father, were they afraid he was going to get COVID? You know, he was in a hospice situation. I mean, isn't that kind of ridiculous? You know, just uh, somebody just told me, just before I came into the studio, my neighbor, I was driving down to the radio station, and I pulled over to visit with my neighbor, and he told me about one of his cousins that was in a room. He was in a room a year without any visitors, a year. Nobody could visit him. That's, that's, that's incredible. I mean, how many people have died alone? And their relatives would have been very willing to take the risk of, of catching COVID or whatever to go see their dying relatives, but we're not allowed to. The COVID-19 shutdowns have showed us that what we fear controls people. The COVID-19 fear uh, caused churches to stop holding church services. And you know that's true. I think most many churches are back to operating now. But when our church decided to continue to hold service last year, I, I couldn't believe the criticism that we were receiving and even kind of the threats that we were receiving. I, I was so encouraged by our local sheriff that had called me one day during this time and told me, hey, Pastor Simons, I've got your back. He said, you are well within your constitutional rights to hold church. And that meant so much to me. If he's listening, Corey Lee is listening tonight, that really, really made my day. That I was under a lot of pressure, and just to hear him tell me that uh, made me feel good. But there were churches that closed down their services because of the fear of COVID-19. Businesses were closed, and some of them are closed permanently now. Uh, we lost businesses here in Dickinson that are not going to open again. We had grandparents and grand grandparents who would not visit their grandchildren. That's crazy. It seems like it would be hard to keep me away from my grandchildren. I get to see a lot of my grandchildren at church every Sunday, but but um, it's it's interesting to me what we fear controls us. I mean, even in America, now, if you're listening to me outside of our country, maybe you don't understand this, but we have rights like the Bill of Rights, and fear 
even superseded our Bill of Rights, like like our personal freedoms to assemble, for instance, or to travel, or to worship. These are all uh, rights guaranteed by our Constitution, and these were laid aside in many places. Now, in North Dakota, we didn't feel the might of the government coming against us. I mean, we were advised not to, and and I don't know of anybody that was arrested because they went to church here in North Dakota, but I do know places, and I've heard of places where that did happen. And so I want to talk about that tonight, what you fear controls you, and maybe some of you already know where I'm going with this, but maybe most of you don't. You know, in our text, we see a man, the servant that stopped, he was stopped by fear from doing what he knew he should do, and he was paralyzed by fear, and he wouldn't do what he knew he should do because he was afraid something could go wrong. Um, in Proverbs twenty six thirteen, it says, The slothful man saith, There's a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. You know, fear can stop you from going to work. A fear can stop you from driving to Bismarck. A fear can stop you uh, from doing a lot of things. You know, we had this beautiful little church building for years in Dickinson. We, uh, you know, got a really good buy on it, and we, you know, fixed it all up, and we used that building for many, many years, and finally it was so full we needed a new building. And when the Elks building came up for sale, and there's a long story to this, uh, you know, I was so excited, and we put money, you know, earnest money down, and and we had the money saved up to buy it. It wasn't cheap, but we had the money. Our church had the money saved up to, to pay cash for it. And I remember how fearful I got one day thinking about this and about this giant building and how are we going to take care of it and who's going to do the maintenance on it and what if something goes wrong with it. And I just about wanted to get out of it. Our, our cute little building that we had that we jam 180 people into, that was only designed for maybe 120 but or 100 even, but we'd jam all these people. But, you know, that building needed nothing. It, I mean, everything worked fine. There was nothing. I mean, it was just like a no-headache thing. And I'm thinking, what am I going to get into? What are we getting into? Fear can paralyze you. Fear can make you insecure. I mean, fear can control your ability to selflessly love people. Like when you're afraid that the dollar that you're holding is your last dollar, fear can make you a selfish person. Isn't that something? What you fear controls you. And so when you're afraid that you don't have enough money for your retirement, for instance, you could become selfish. When you're afraid that you don't have enough money to to uh, make your next house payment, you can um, not want to help somebody else that needs a needs a piece of bread. Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That verse is saying we shouldn't be afraid because to be, to be givers because God's going to be there tomorrow. That's not your last dollar that you're holding. There's more where that came from. You know, you've got to be... Um, well, I'm not going to get into that, but you can, you know, and you know, I brought my guitar, I brought songs to sing, you know, but I don't, I don't know, I've got so much here, and I want to really get to my main point. But fear can control you, like fearing the disapproval of other people can control your actions. John twelve forty three says, "For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God." Peer pressure can make you do things. Jesus said in Luke sixteen fifteen, For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Like what people think is so important, God doesn't think matters at all. You know, fear, the fear of the approval of other people can control your actions. I mean, do you really care what this world system thinks? Like when they think that you're not with it? When they think that you're behind the times, when they think that that uh, you're not fashionable or cute, you know. For instance, the Bible teaches uh, a lot of things about modesty. It teaches about men and women dressing like separately, like men and women. 
The Bible teaches even about hair, that men should have short hair, women should have long hair. The Bible talks about makeup and talks about jewelry. And so we let the world, and I'm going to say generally the the ladies, let the world pressure them into trying to look like something some French fashion designer said looks nice. You know, I don't think we should operate by fear. My wife and I just celebrated our 43rd anniversary last week, and she's she's a beautiful woman. Um, I mean, she's going to be 63 years old, and if I croaked tomorrow, she probably could marry some 40-year-old guy. She looks that good. <laughs> I don't know. She's probably getting mad at me. She'd be listening. But the point I'm making is, is that the beauty of the Spirit of God is what makes you beautiful. That smile on your face, that kindness in your action, that love for other people. If you want to be a beautiful woman, practice what the Scripture says about beauty. What what the New Testament says, how Sarah, she didn't worry about the outward adornment, the cosmos, that's what the Greek word is, where we get our word cosmetic. She didn't worry about that, but that inner beauty that she worried about, and that's the beauty she had that attracted Abraham to her, and and actually, she was a beautiful woman, according to the scripture. I'm not. I, I'm getting sidetracked here, but this, you know, this kind of fear controls people, like like the intellectual bullying. I call it intellectual bullying. Is if you get enough people saying something is right, then when somebody stands up against it and says that it, I don't agree, they say you're stupid, and then you feel dumb and you'll change your mind. Uh, one of the men that does fills in occasionally here at the Tell It Like It Is show. Uh, Dr. Matt Ramsey, he's got his Ph.D. in research psychology. Uh, Brother Matt told me that to get his Ph.D., there's certain topics you can't do your, your uh, what do they call it, Your uh, not your discourse, but your uh, thesis on. Because if it goes against the grain of the people that are in charge, they're not going to help you to get your doctorate degree. That I call that intellectual bullying. Like, uh, you don't agree with us, so we say you're ignorant. Well, you know what? I'm not afraid of that. I don't care. If, I, if I'm preaching the Word of God, I don't care what anybody thinks of me, because I know I'm right. You know, none of us want to be considered stupid. None of us want to. But there is a... You know, there, there is a pressure on people to just blindly follow these scientists that say, that change their mind every two or three years about everything. And, but, but while they're saying something, we all just, oh yeah, we gotta agree with that. We gotta go with the science. Let me say this, be careful about fearing this world's opinion. In the Living Bible, 1 John 3.15 says, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you don't, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Now, this is where my, where I'm going. This, what we fear controls us. This man, if you're just tuning in, I was in Branson. I was on a shuttle bus going back and forth to Silver Dollar City. A man sat next to me, and he said, what people fear controls them. And then he looked at me and said this, what would happen if people begin to fear God? And when he said that, this whole radio show, this whole sermon popped into my head. We know what controls people by what they fear, or what they fear, we know what they fear by what controls them. What if they would fear God? I wonder what would control their actions then. I just wonder. You know, um, 
I've got a lot of texts here to read, read. Um, but that's where we're going tonight. If you want to know how to fear God, watch how these people feared COVID. It controlled their actions. It controlled where they went, where they didn't go. It controlled everything about their thoughts. It controlled everything about their desires. It even laid aside natural desires to see their grandparents and grandchildren. What if we feared God? And for you people that don't think we should fear God, hang in there because if you're a Bible believer, it's all over the place. I'm going to read these texts. You can't kill the preacher. You can kill his body, but his word's going to just keep on preaching. But you can't kill the preacher. Can't kill the preacher in a man of God. The Holy Ghost won't die. There ain't no way to terminate his job. sobering thing. My pastor's been dead for quite a while, but he's still not dead. (laughs) Pastor Walters, his preaching's going on and on and on. Oh, I could comment on that song. Hey, got a lot of good texts here, and so far everybody seems to be on board. Um, I know that there are people that probably don't like the way I'm using this example, but if you want to fear something, don't fear COVID-19, fear God. 
because you're going to start going in the right direction when you fear God. What we fear controls us. What if we fear God? What would be in control of us then? I wonder if God would be in control of our life. Now, for you that don't believe fearing God is scriptural, I'm getting ready to blast you. Okay, either go and stick your head in the freezer for a while and clear your mind out a little bit, get all that Joel Olstein and some of that televangelist stuff, stuff out of your head and just open your Bible and read it. That's a little harsh, but, you know, let me, let me just give you Jesus' words on the topic, okay? Luke chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Jesus said, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Jesus said we should fear God. Now, if I can put that in the R-E-S paraphrase, R-E-S stands for Robert Everett Simons, my R-E-S paraphrase of Luke 12, 4 through 5 is simply this. If you have a healthy fear of God... You don't need to be afraid of anything else. If you have a healthy fear of God, you need fear nothing else. Now, it's not popular to talk about the fear of God, but I'm telling you, I don't care. I already, I'm not worried about being popular. I'm not worried about people thinking I'm stupid. I'm not worried even about being misunderstood. I have the entire Old Testament and New Testament that back this up. This Luke twelve four five, when Jesus said, I'm going to tell you who you should fear, fear God. He's not talking about reverence here. He's not talking about respect. And those are both, in some verses that say fear, you could replace those words. We don't have reverence or respect for somebody that could kill the body. We have fear. Jesus was using it as an example. He said, we need to fear God. He said it twice, fear him, fear him. You know, I, I'm i not advocating what happened or anything, but somebody heard me say that when I was a young man, I used to listen to heavy metal music, and one of my favorite singers during that time, much to my mom's disapproval, was a, a man named Alice Cooper. That's not his real name, but he was a rock and roll singer. Somebody sent me something about him where he supposedly has given his life to God in some measure or some way. And, and I hope that's true. But, uh, I, I listened to a little bit of it and this Alice Cooper, who's an old man now, said that he was raised in a home where his father had been a pastor for 35 years. His grandfather had been an evangelist and pastor for 70 years. He said, my wife's dad was a pastor. He said, I was the prodigal son. I did everything against God I could. But this, in his own words, he said, but after being strung out on cocaine for several days, um, my wife had left me. I woke up one morning. I was done with it. I called her, said, I'm done with it. And she said, well, you're going to have to do something more to prove it to me. And she said, we're going to have to start going to church. He said he went to a church somewhere in Phoenix. And the preacher preached on the fear of God. And it affected him. He knew he was going to hell. That sounds like a pretty good start to me. So, Alice, if you're listening, or whatever your real name is, uh, you know, find yourself in Acts 2.38 church so you can get baptized in Jesus' name and be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, the fear of God will make you change your mind. People don't like talking about the fear of God, but the, you know, this fear of COVID is an example. I mean, like, why should we be afraid of a virus when we don't even care about the master of the universe and what he thinks of us? Start doing what's right. Get a fear of God in your life, and, and that fear, your other fears, will be replaced with confidence. 
Now, I'm not saying we should be stupid, but when you have the fear of God in your life, you don't have to be afraid of COVID-19, and you can't stay away from it anyway. I'm not a doctor. Don't don't that part. You can cut that part of the program. I mean, I I'm not going to get into the debate whether your mask helps you or not, or quarantine helps you or not. It's a virus. You know, it's it's pretty sneaky. It'll get to where you're at. I bet I've been exposed to it 20 times already. I might have even had it. I know my wife had it. She never got tested, but she was sick. She was sick for 10 days, really sick, back in August. She still can't taste anything. And if she had it, I'm sure I was exposed to it. Now, I'm not bragging that I'm still alive. That's not it. But I'm just telling you, you can't hide from this virus. But if you have the proper fear of God in your life, even if you get the virus and die, you're okay. And there's a chance you'll get the, you won't get the virus. And there's a good chance that if you get the virus, you won't die. In fact, a real good chance, like 99.5% of the chance. If you look at the way that people are still fearing this COVID virus, here again, they're not visiting their loved ones. I got a text during the break from my good friend in Fargo saying that, that, uh, uh, for a year, he had to visit, was it his, her, is it Leah's mother or Zach's mother, uh, th- looking through a window, uh, you know, all these things. Uh, you know, and they, it's not because they wanted to. He said we'd be willing to take the risk to go see her, and he put risk in parentheses. Um, you know, this, this, um, you know, this, this fear thing that happened this last year. And I can freely talk about it more now than I could then. Because I know a lot more people agree with me now than they did then. (laughs) But it controlled people. I've got a friend, and he and I are friends. We don't really talk. We just text each other. His name's Tony Spell. Uh, Look him up on the Internet. He's all over the place there. He got into so much trouble in Baton Rouge for just having church. And he's kind of a, kind of a, kind of guy that doesn't seem like you can bully him real easy. <laughs> and so he kind of took a more progressive stance on it. And I don't know if anybody from Brother Spell's church is listening right now, but how many people in your church died from COVID? You guys continued to hold services. You got this giant church. So since it all happened, since COVID happened in February of last year, you know, 15 months, how many people died in your church? You know, this, this, um, if you have the proper fear of God in your life, you don't have to fear anything else. You don't have to fear going broke. You don't have to fear getting sick. Every ache and pain you have, you don't have to, you know, I know hypochondriacs. Every ache and pain they've got, they've got some terrible disease. And someday they'll get a terrible disease, like all of us will someday. You know, I'm going to be 63 this summer. I, If the Lord tarries, I'm not going to live forever. You know, I, I know that. I'm going to get something and die. You know, everybody dies a heart failure. I know that. When your heart fails, you're dead. That's the number. That's the only way, cause of death, really. You get your head chopped off, you still die of heart failure. You know, <laughs> I had a mortician tell me that. <clears throat> Romans eight thirty one says. So, what should we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's what I'm saying. That's what Jesus was saying. Fear God. If God's for you, if God's on your side, He's on the side of people that fear Him. He's on their side. If God's for you. Who's going to be against you? If God's for you, is COVID-19 going to hurt you? Second Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Here again, don't take this out of context. Certainly we're supposed to fear God. This is talking about fearing anything else. He's given us the, not the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. The psalmist said in Psalm 56.11, in God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. 
David said in Psalm 27, 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I like Psalm 118, 6 through 8, uh, which I think Hebrews 13, 6 was kind of a quote from there, but it says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore, I shall, shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in the vaccine. No, in man, it's, it says. I don't care if you get the vaccine. Go ahead and get it. I don't care. It's probably not the mark of the beast, like some people say. I don't care. Go ahead and get it. You know that, you know, if you, if you're convinced it's a good medical thing, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get it. You know, I, I, I'm not. But I don't care. I mean, if you go to our church here in Dickens, get it if you want to. I don't care. It doesn't mean you don't trust God. It doesn't mean that. But I'm, I'm telling you, this idea that this vaccine is the savior of our country, you know how many people that have got the vaccine now that have died of COVID-19? Lots of them. I mean, it's not thousands. It doesn't, the, the COVID vaccine, I mean, you could still get hit by a car and die. Get your fear in the right place. Get some confidence back in your life. You know, I'm using this COVID-19 as an example tonight. I'm not, I hope you understand this isn't defending anything I did or, or, you know, touche, I got you back. It's not like that for me. It's more like, what we fear controls us. Why don't we start fearing God? Somebody's saying, we, you got to play a Bill Farron song. Okay, I will at the end. Uh, I, I'll play it at the end. Brother Portalis said, play a Bill Farron song. Okay. You know, the, um, oh, there's so many texts I want to read. You know, there are a lot of scriptures in the New Testament, that talk about that we should fear God. Now, I know we should love God, and that's maybe a topic for a different night, but I'm zeroing in on fearing God. Let me just tell you this. The fear of God in my life has saved my spiritual hide many, many times. To have a healthy fear of God, when you're being tempted by sin, let me tell you this. Pastor Bob is a human. Pastor Bob is tempted. Oh, were you surprised? (laughs) Of course. It's the fear of God that helps me through some of those things. People that have no fear of God, they, they, they keep looking at pornography. People that have no fear of God, they play games with flirting with somebody that's not their spouse. People that have no fear of God, they maybe steal from their workplace or or cheat on their taxes, or whatever they can do to get by because the fear of God is not there. Acts chapter 9 and verse 31 says, Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and were edified, notice this, this is one of my favorite scriptures, Acts 9.31, Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. The number one thing people come to church in Dickinson looking for, I would believe, in our church, the visitors we get. Today we didn't have a lot of visitors. We had, uh, see, one, two, three new, brand new visitors and a couple visitors that really were just from another church. So we didn't have a lot of visitors today. But the number one thing people come to Dickinson for, to church for, to visit, is because they want to be comforted. Like maybe they see this stuff going on and they realize there's end times or maybe they've gone through a divorce or maybe uh, maybe they're having a drug addiction problem or a loved one is. They come to church because they have a need, and that's okay. But here's my question. Can I, as a pastor, comfort you? Would you rather have me comfort you or would you rather have the Holy Ghost comfort you? God comfort you. Because if you would rather have God comfort you, Then the Bible says you've got to walk in the fear of the Lord. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Many churches try to comfort people, but that's just, it's just, uh, 
It's surface. You know, putting your armor on people and saying it's going to be okay doesn't mean it's going to be okay. But if you teach people to walk in the fear of God, it's going to be okay. Do you want me to comfort you or do you want the Holy Ghost to comfort you? Because if you want the comfort of God, according to Acts 9.31, you've got to walk, number one, in the fear of the Lord. So many times we're looking for comfort from others. You know, we're looking for comfort from others. Or sometimes we want the comfort of the Lord, but we get, we, but we are uncomfortable when the Holy Ghost moves. <laughs> you know, um, Isaiah 51 and 12 says, I, even I, even I, and he that comforteth you, who art thou that thou should be as afraid of a man that shall die, and the son of man which shall be made as grass? And forgettest the Lord thy maker, that stretched forth the heavens, and laid the foundation of the earth, and hast feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as if he were ready to destroy? And where is the fury of the oppressor? God, I wonder how God feels about people being terrified of a virus, and they're not fearing him. Like, what are we afraid of? If there's going to be fear in our life, shouldn't it be the fear of displeasing the creator of the heavens and the one that stretched forth the heavens, the maker of the foundations of the earth? And we're afraid of a man? We're afraid of a virus? When we have the proper fear of God in our life, everything else will begin to fall in place. Normally, fear doesn't bring comfort, but usually fear brings problems, like the fear of others, the fear of the future, so on. But this kind of fear will bring comfort. The fear of the Lord, Proverbs 1 and 7, is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord will bring confidence in your life. It'll bring comfort in your life. When you fear the Lord, like I say, you need to be afraid of nothing else. Oh, can I sing one song? Let's see, which song should I sing? I got, I, I promised I'd play a Bill Farron song, so I got to do that. And um, I'll play that at the very end. So hopefully Brother Duran will let Holy Ghost Radio run to the very end. You know, um, because we have no fear of God in our, or not as much fear of God in our country, we've got some things that are really, really going on that are wrong. And this song kind of addresses those things. We're, we're facing right now, we're facing God's judgment because we are fearing other things, man's opinion, COVID-19. But we're not fearing God. And because of that, there's a judgment that's happening in our country. My mom told me yesterday on the phone, she said, we were talking about her great, great, grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, her great-great-grandchildren, she said, the world they grew up in is going to be a lot different, she told me. That's really true. And uh, we better get it start, as a nation, we better start getting our fear of God back. Children raised by television Kneeling down to computer games Now they're not sure of their own gender And I'm here to say Welcome to Judgment Day Local schools got a real problem They've hired policemen to restrain the rage Metal detectors greet the school children And I'm here to say Welcome to Judgment Day These are the new orphans They've got their backs up against them all There is no peace coming And I'm here to say Welcome to Judgment Day Out on the streets I hear the guns blazing They're not just children going through a stage Cause now they're 18 and there's no and they're beyond raisin, and I'm here to say, welcome to Judgment Day. These are the new orphans, they got their backs 
up against them all. There is no peace coming, and I'm here to say, welcome to Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents wonder what gets into them. Vacation's over, now it's time to pay. I know these words will give you no comfort, but I'm here to say, welcome to Judgment Day. I'm here to say, I wish they didn't have to say it, welcome to Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. I'm here to say, Welcome to Judgment Day. They did not want to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things that they wanted to do. We're running out of time here, folks. Got a lot of people listening. I I, I don't want that to be negative, that song. I, I wanted to kind of just tell you that we are facing things in our society because the fear of God is not talked about, certainly not in the secular world, and in the religious world it's avoided just about completely. I Tongue-in-cheek I say one nice thing about dying in Dickinson, everybody that dies in Dickinson goes to heaven because every funeral you go to they put them in heaven. And I mean I know it's tacky to put people in hell at a funeral, I get that. But the truth is, we need to have a fear of God in our lives. We need to have a fear of God. If this program causes somebody not to sleep tonight, I would be very happy. You say, really? You're weird. No, I'm not weird. Now, we can have confidence when we're right with God. When we're walking in the fear of the Lord, walking, that means like living it, You can have the comfort of the Holy Ghost. I I don't want to, people that are walking in the fear of God, I don't want you to to, um, fear your relationship with God. But if you're not walking in the fear of God and you don't care what God does or God says or what the Word of God says or what right and wrong is according to the Word of God, you are not walking in the fear of God. You can have a God that loves you that you still fear. Because he's not our buddy. He's not a man. He's not, he's not some big Pillsbury doughboy that you poke in the belly and he giggles. He's not some old white-haired father uh, sitting on a cloud up there in heaven that just smiles and kind of like your grandpa that maybe doesn't know what's going on. Oh, he knows what's going on. He understands, but not what you think. But ever, no matter how mad you are at me because of whatever I said about COVID-19, I want you to understand this. If you are paranoid about that, but you are not at least that much towards the creator of the universe and being on his right side, you're out of whack. You're mixed up. You know... The fear of God has caused people to tell the truth on the witness stand even to their own death when they were martyred for Jesus. I mean, you can read it. If you want to read a terrible book, I mean, it's it's a true book, but it's called Fox's Book of Martyrs. You can st- I'm sure it's still like a, one of the best sellers in the world. This is a, a history up to whenever this guy lived of, of some of the known martyrs that he knew about. Christian martyrs. And many times these people were say, would just be say, deny Jesus and you can live. Were they afraid of getting burned at the stake? Were they afraid of getting torn in pieces by wild animals? Were they afraid of getting crucified? Were they afraid of all the terrible tortures that the Roman government could do? Yes, I'm sure they were. But they feared something more. They feared displeasing God. You can tell, I'm going to say it again, you can tell what people fear by what controls them. And what if we feared God? 
Let me read you another verse before I kind of exit here, but the um, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, we need to be more concerned about what God thinks and bring ourselves into line with that than what this world tells us. You know, what what happened this last year, there was something similar happened. Um, I heard a preacher talk about it here recently. Back in the uh, Roman government, there was a terrible plague that went through Rome. And when it did, all the politicians, all the wealthy people, they left Rome because they were so fearful of getting this terrible, contagious plague. And it killed a lot of people. The Christians stayed behind to help those that were dying and to take care of everything else. And when that plague was over, many of those Christians did not die. They were exposed to it, but they didn't die. Some of them did, but many of them did not. And when that plague was over, when the politicians and the rich people came back, there were many, many people that said, we want to be Christians. Those people didn't abandon us. You know why? Because they weren't afraid of dying. They, They weren't afraid of a plague. Now, you know, you could say, well, Pastor Bob, you know, I hope you get COVID-19 tomorrow and die. Well, I could. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so ignorant to think that I, that I'm immune from, uh, this, this flu virus. Of course not. You know, I heard that right on early on and, you know, preachers, Baptist preachers, different preachers, you know, they were making fun of this COVID-19 and then you find out they died of it. Like, I'm not making fun of it. Like, I'm not saying it wasn't real. I'm not saying that people didn't die from it. What I'm saying is the way people are afraid of it is displeasing to God. Because He wants you to fear Him, not anything else. Oh, you know what? i got to quit. Pastor Bob, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730 And uh, yours truly will be speaking. I believe I'll be there this Wednesday speaking. On Friday mornings, we have a men's Bible study at our church at 6 a.m. If you want to come, if you're brand new, I mean, we're going to treat you good. Don't be nervous. Show up there at 6 a.m. Dr. Matt Ramsey is uh, doing a very interesting study right now on the screw tape letters. It's kind of neat what he's doing. But anyway, um, then... um, and there's usually something to eat there and coffee and, and, uh, water and sometimes milk. And so, you know, I, when I say usually, I don't know if there's ever been not a time, but I don't want to promise it just in case we don't have it. Um, and of course, if a thousand people show up, we wouldn't have enough unless we prayed over it. And it was, and those biscuits from McDonald's multiplied in like that Jesus did. But, um, on Tuesday nights in Beach, North Dakota, at the Beach Community Center at 7.30, we have service. On Thursday night, 18 North Main, storefront church there, uh, where they just baptized somebody in Jesus' name today, at the lake there, at 7.30 Thursday night, and at 10.30 Sunday mornings. There in Bowman, we have a church in Beulah, North Dakota, Dakota, North Dakota, uh, and I never have that address in front of me. It's on like Second Street. Jackie, what's the address there? She's listening tonight. Um, I I just always forget the address. Um, oh, you know what? I've got I've got some people listening tonight at the Ronald McDonald House in Minneapolis. I want to say hello to Chance, Laney, Barbie, and Tracy. I bet Barbie got a lot out of this. Or no, Barbie's yeah. No, Barbie's not there, is she? It's just. Um, just Chance and Laney. Okay. Oh, now I got all mixed up. And Jackie's not texting me back. So, but anyway, uh, we are so glad that you were listening tonight. We're so thankful that you were listening. Uh, you know, 
Walk in the fear of God. And then you'll have the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Fear God. And you don't need to be afraid of man, a flu bug, getting hit by a car. Fear God. You know, you fear God. Uh, You know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program, I pray that you'll help all of us, especially all those in our listening audience. God, just remind us again that we need to have the, the proper fear of you in our lives. And when we do, we can have confidence, courage. We don't have to be afraid of man. We don't have to be afraid of governments. We don't have to be afraid of crime. We don't have to be afraid of the flu. God, I just pray that you'll help us in Jesus' name. We're signing off tonight. Lord willing, I'll be back next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, God bless. Come and visit us if you live in the Dickinson, North Dakota area. We'd love to see you two weeks from tonight. Brother Dale Jones will be doing this broadcast. That church in Beulah, North Dakota, the address is 223rd Street Northwest. The Master's hand. Without you, we don't know just what we're doing. That's why we need the Master's plan. Without you, I'd be lost. seem to be worth living Without you we just exist Without you we're just going through the motion Without you we're in a fix So I'll hang on to your promises Cause Lord I know You don't lie And I'll keep on serving you Each and every moment Until the day I
just take the devil's trade. But when that season's over and all that's left is pain, I wouldn't have a new life and I wouldn't be born again. Hey, life gets so expensive when people live without the one who bled and died for them. The God who bring them out of all their pain and heartache, their sorrows and their trials. Jesus destroys depression, replaces fears with smiles. So I'll hang on to your exceeding precious promises. Cause Jesus, I know you alone are true. And every moment Cause I don't want to know Lord what I would do Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.